Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the 11th Jordan Poyer Podcast. Where is time going? It is Tuesday. December 27th, 2022. The Bills are coming off a big dub in Chicago in the freezing temperatures. We'll get into a little bit of that. I feel like a lot has happened over the last week. I made the Pro Bowl. Oh my goodness. 10 years in, finally got voted in for the Pro Bowl. It's crazy, surreal. You know, I worked hard, man. Worked hard for uh, everything I've gotten, really. So it's finally cool to be recognized as as a Pro Bowl player, even though last year I was an All Pro. So now instead of uh, All Pro Poe, they can call me. Uh, Pro Bowl Poe. No, I'm just kidding. Get that Super Bowl. Call me Super Bowl Poe, too. Come on, now. Bills are on a hot streak. Just got to keep going. Coming uh, coming back from Chicago. What a crazy, crazy weekend. We leave Chicago, or we leave for Chicago on uh, on Thursday. Because of the weather, it started snowing. So much snow. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing snow. Every day you see the snow. Um, but it is what it is. We left Thursday. Got to Chicago Thursday night. Um, had a little walkthrough. Friday at this little bubble indoor soccer facility. It's a crazy weekend, yo. So everything that went down over the weekend, it was just, it was kind of kind of surreal. We had a little walkthrough um, Friday night, relaxed, went to dinner with some of the guys, and then we uh, played the game. It was minus 12 degrees with a wind chill. Cold as hell out there, man. Bills got it done, though. 35-13. Everybody played well. It just seemed like it was uh, one of those games or just seemed, you know, after the first First drive, they went down and scored on us. You never liked that, but, you know, they had a good game plan coming in. Well, to start the game, started figuring some stuff out defensively. You know, obviously the biggest thing was to be able to contain Justin Fields and, and not let him do what he does best, which is run the football. I mean, he can throw it, but, you know, he's been he's been beating a lot of teams, beating a lot of defenses, running the ball. So really had to contain him. I uh, knew if we were able to do that, you know, our D-line you know, eating like they always do, man. Ed getting sacked, Greg getting sacked, AJ getting sacked, man. EQ always going crazy. Matt going crazy. Maine always going crazy. Dane coming up with a big play, man. I was super happy for Dane. Coming up with a big hit, fumble. Tim Settle recovers. Big, big swing of uh, events in the game. But it was cold. It was freezing, man. It was cold. I keep saying some mindset it is, but, I mean, you're out there on 
long play drive and you start to your hands start to get numb it gets it's real dude and i feel like i got some of my mom's jeans because my hands once my hands get numb i hate the feeling of your hands getting cold so cold that when you warm it up it hurts like that's a that's a terrible terrible feeling but like i said we got the dub coming back home was crazy uh everybody thought we might be able to get it out or get out of chicago the night before Christmas, because we played Saturday, Christmas was Sunday. It was unfortunate. We got stuck in Chicago for the night. It was kind of frustrating. It was frustrating. You know, everybody wanted to be home with their families. Sunday morning, our bus was supposed to leave at 7.45. Get on the bus, go to the plane. Get on the plane, and the plane has a maintenance issue. This is the last thing any of us wanted to hear, was the plane had a maintenance issue. So we're sitting on the back of this plane for two hours. Two hours on the back of the plane, everybody's hurting, everybody just wants to be home, it's cold, I'm just tired of being cold, it's just always cold. I mean, two hours later, plane finally takes off, it's only about an hour, 25 minute flight or so. I think a lot of you guys saw, we get back to Buffalo and all of our cars are just filled to the top, of just, just underneath snow. Thankfully, there were some volunteers, came out to help guys shovel snow, just to get into their car. We got home at about... 3 o'clock. Bills win the AFC East, beating the Bears 35 to 13. It seemed like the division was going to be, I mean, it was competitive, you know, throughout the entire year. You know, there's a lot of teams still up for the wild card. You know, I think the, the Dolphins and Patriots played this weekend for a big game. But, you know, the, the, the division is not what you want ultimately. You know, you got to keep winning. It is nice to win, I think that's like third in a row. But we got to get that number one seed. And in order to do that, got a big test this week. They're all big, always big tests. Always big tests. But a big, this one's going to be fun. I'm excited for this one. Monday night, Bills at Bengals. I mean, two of the top teams in the league. Number one seed is important, man. Um, so in order to do that, we got to handle business this weekend against a good Cincinnati Bengals team. Joe Burrow and the crew. I mean, Jamar Chase, man, Higgins. They got some, they got some mixing, man. They got some ballers over there. We got some ballers, but we got some ballers too. We're going to be ready to play. It's going to be fun. Thank you. That is going to be 60 degrees. I'm very excited to play in some somewhat of a warm weather. You know, I think number one seed up for grabs. We control it. Bills control it. We want to control it. We want, we want teams to come to Buffalo. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, it's really Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. 
a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. Psh. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get in the next segment, Factor Cap. One of my favorite segments. We got Richard Sherman on the on the podcast today. Shout out Rich. What do you got to say? In regards to the Nathaniel Hackett firing, Sherman says when a signing like Russell Wilson looks as though it's monu is a monumental mistake, a lot of people get fired for these decisions. It's gonna be hard to sell this team as constructed to a next possible head coach. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like they got the right players and pieces. Like and I feel like a coach just has to come in, and, and I do feel like a team success is all about culture. It's all about, it's all about how how the team you know gels through adversity, through good times, through bad times, through 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 times that 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 maybe you didn't expect. I watched that game over the weekend. It's tough to watch the Broncos, man. Not a lot of energy out there. Not a lot of uh, you know, and you know, I got respect for a lot of players on that team. It just you know, it just seems like there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, maybe a head coach come in and change the culture. I think the culture is just, you know, you got a $250 million quarterback. You know, guy's got to figure it out. You know, he just, he, he kind of looks like he's he's a little confused out there. And, you know, I hope he, I hope he turns it around. I hope, um, you know, a new coach comes in and, and, you know, changes the vibe, changes the culture, um, lets the team believe that they can they can win. You know, I'll accept when they play the Bills. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, I don't know. Um, I agree with Richard Sherman a lot of times, but I definitely think, I don't think it's going to be hard to sell the team because they got they got good players, they got good pieces around, and you know it's all about how how a team plays together. You know, at the end of the day, how hard how hard are you going to play for each other, how well are you going to play together, how are you going to handle adversity. You know, it's all that all comes into effect. Next question, Ian Rappaport. He is on here. What's up, Ian? I think it's the first time you ever here. Maybe second. Ian. He says if there was ever time to hire full time officials, now would be the time. Instead of hiring old retired refs at training camp, you would just get the real refs and they would get more reps. That is a fact. Why do we have part-time officials anyway? This is the NFL, the National Football League. Like, to have part-time officials to me is absolutely, 
is absolutely insane. I know people are in me in the comments saying, oh, well, it's your, your PA, and, you know, I don't, like, why? Like, figure it out. Like, these guys need to be paid full-time, and there needs to be some accountability held when you know, I, I got off the phone today of, of my fine. I got fined for a hit. When I hit Garrett Wilson, I got fined for that. Um, they fined me ten grand. Okay, cool. I have to uh, appeal it. So the fact that I got fined and there was no flag thrown, who's being held accountable? Because the flag wasn't thrown. So that's where my questions come in. Like, who, you know, it's on my interception. It was like, you know, I made the, I made the pick against the Pats. They called it an incomplete on the field. Okay, cool, whatever. Then they come back a week later and tell me that it should have been it, the the play should have been called. It should have standed as an interception. Well, that doesn't help anything for me now. Who's being held accountable for why it wasn't in the first place? That's where I have questions because, you know, it's it's easy to come back after the fact and say, oh, this is you know this is what it should have been or this is what it ain't. But then if, it, you know, you do, where's the accountability being held? We're held accountable every time we step out on the field. We have part-time refs out there who, you know, decide maybe not to throw a flag or to throw a flag, and there's no accountability held, you know, on a bad call or, or a no call, you know. And so that's where I think that's a fact. I think we need to get refs that are full-time. I stand with y'all refs. So that, you know, you out here getting part-time, I think it's crazy. Because I think it's also integrity to the game. Like, this is my 10th year in this league. Like, and I I have so much respect for this game. And honestly, sometimes it, it disappoints me to see the way some games are being called. And you can even say, you know, manipulated just based off of a call that, you know, should have been called or shouldn't have been called. You know what I mean? And it just, calls like that change the entire complexity of a game. So, to me, I don't understand why they're not full-time referees. And I, like I said, I know somebody's going to be in the comments saying, well, you know, back in 2016 when the NFLPA and the, the league met, they decided, you know, like, okay, whatever. You know, why, why can't we figure it out? That's just, that's just that's my question. <laughs> why can't we figure it out? Why can't we come to an agreement saying, let, let's pay these guys full-time and make the game as fair as possible? So, we'll move on to some of the questions that we have for the week, what are your thoughts on the NCAA college playoff? How would you construct it and why? I, th I think I had a uh, conversation with my brother about this the other day. It's kind of ridiculous that there's four teams in the playoff. Like, like one number 10 team couldn't go in and beat a number two team. Like, I feel like it should be, it should be kind of like the NFL. Put 12, you know, 14 teams in the, the, the college playoffs. You know, have the one seeds play the the seven seeds. Have the two seeds play the six seeds. Have one, you know, or would the one seed get the bye? The two seed play the seven seed. Like, I mean, it'd be more exciting. I mean, you know, I just you would, I think you would have to probably go to eight or nine games in the season because of the playoffs, and then you could still have bowl games. You know, for those who didn't make the playoffs, you like why can't they play in a bowl? NCAA is gonna find ways to get their money anyway. Probably a lot of work for them. They don't really care. I do think it'd be a little bit more exciting to see Oregon State in a playoff because I feel like they'd have made it. You know, a number uh, uh, a four, uh, probably a fourteen. They're probably going to be ranked in the top ten by the end of the year. But we'll call them a we'll call them a five seed. It'd be fun to see them play TCU or Georgia in the playoffs. Man, speaking of Oregon State, shout out to the ex Clemson quarterback now transferring. I'm going to just say DJU, 
until I figure out how to actually pronounce my man's last name. Uigalele. I think I said that right. I'm going to keep it right there. But shout out to the Bees, man, for landing that huge prospect. I'm so excited for this signing. Um, I mean, the Bees already have a great run game. And I feel like a quarterback coming in with the with the stature that he has and just the the, the arm capability that he has. I mean, he doesn't have to do too much. You know, they're going to run the ball, a little play action, a little boot, get him out of the pocket, maybe put him in some shotgun, man, a little run. I mean, come on now. Our defense is Coach Bray's out there holding it down. I can't wait to watch the Bees next year. Shout out to Bees, man. Glad you guys are doing well. Bray, I always tell you, man, I'm excited for you. Mike Doc, man, hope you guys are doing well, man. Merry Christmas to y'all. Question, what are your thoughts on J.J. Watt retiring? Ah, man. First Battle Hall of Famer. Um, never actually got to meet him. Never actually got to speak with him. I watch Hard Knocks, though. Um, I always find Hard Knocks the most interesting thing because you can kind of get a sense of what the teams are like, what other teams are going through, especially... You know, they're doing a hard knocks like right in the middle of the year. So, and you know, that Arizona's struggling. But you see the type of guy that uh, J.J. Watt is, man. He's a, he's a leader, um, you know, of, of men. And, you know, that team is struggling. But he's he gets up every day, man, puts his best foot forward. He's going out there still making plays. Uh, the age he's making, he's, got, he's been going through a lot. It's first ballot Hall of Famer, man. So, um, J.J., if you're ever watching, probably not. But, you know, respect your career, man. I've always been a fan of you. Um, hopefully one day. Get to meet you, just talk to you. You seem like a really cool, down-to-earth guy. And that being said, um, I appreciate everyone for tuning in to the 11th Jordan Porter Podcast. The uh, 2022 season, the year, has come to an end. 2022 season is still, football season is still on a roll. Like I said, uh, Bills at Bengals, Monday night. It'll be exciting. It'll be somewhat warm, too. I might not have to wear sleeves. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But uh, until next time, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Um, we'll see you next week. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 